Um, I was thinking we might change up the beginning a little bit. How okay, you, what do you got? Well, I didn't. Kit seems like she doesn't necessarily like reading through that whole thing every time. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to include this. I'm going to include this section of okay. us explaining explaining to the viewers why we're no longer going to explain what they're listening to anymore. Okay, because I think they deserve it. Okay, so so uh, hello, listeners. Um, a bit of a preface here. We, uh, I mean, decided... they're already here. I don't think you have to. I don't think you have to say hello, listeners. I didn't say hi to him yet. Okay, it's my one job. Uh, but yeah, so we're mixing up a little this week, and we're going to skip over Kit's description of the the American Friend Institute. But if you um, are curious to find out what it's all about, listen to episodes one through seven, where we do uh, go through the whole script. So, without further ado, shall we begin this evening? So that that's it. You've just removed work for yourself. Yeah. Well, going forward, I figured we'd just cut it out. I mean, it's really it's work for Kit. I'm saving Kit time here. Plus, I don't like other people getting the spotlight. I prefer for it to just be me talking for the entire episode. So. <laughs> we could do that. <laughs> be a very short episode. See what happens. <laughs> yeah. I just picture people like you know, like listening to these rapid fire, just like binging these podcast episodes and they're not going to want to listen sure. to that every single time For sure. yeah they're like, absolutely yeah when it's going like one episode to the next i mean eventually you get tired of even the funniest best coolest thing right <laughs> if there if there's one thing we can be sure that people are doing it's a listening to this <laughs> and b listening to the first seven episodes back to back yeah definitely yeah definitely this is a very this would be a very good road ship road road uh trip uh, or roadship uh, podcast. Yeah, I, I'm sure I'll listen to it that way. <laughs> so, do you guys envision that people will watch the movies before they watch uh, listen to these episodes? Or if if they don't, they shouldn't really listen. Yeah, they should th- throw thinking. their phones in the trash. I was also thinking well, we should uh, <clears throat> maybe like um, pre or just record something and then paste it before the episodes to say like. We are assuming you've seen the movie. We're going to spoil the movie. I didn't know. If, I don't know. Of I don't think we have to do that. This is all. These are movies that yeah. came out twenty years ago. Like also, true. like the title of the episode presumably is like Jerry yes. Maguire. Right. Yeah. That's true. Okay, we won't do that then. How could you even talk about Jerry Maguire without spoiling the amazing third act <laughs> twist that right. Matt is still married to her? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Imagine doing a 90-minute spoiler-free review. I would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Point taken. All right. Idiot. So, uh... <laughs> All right. That's it. I'm done. Um, let's let's begin. <clears throat> Let me get some water here. We've already oh, nice. we've, we have already begun. Yes. <laughs> let's begin again. Welcome to Slow Motion Triple Feature, a podcast in which three friends watch three movies over the course of three weeks. Watch? Yeah. 
Uh, each month, a different friend will select a different triple feature for their friends <clears throat> to enjoy and discuss. I'm your host, Mike Keller, and I'm joined today by my good friends, Kit and Andrew. Today, we are smack dab in the middle of Andrew's Tom Cruise movies Mike hasn't seen triple feature with 1996's Jerry Maguire, written and directed by Cameron Crowe and starring Tom Cruise, Renee Zellweger, and Cuba Gooding Jr. Oh, wow. I just had a really long stomach growl. That doesn't get caught. I um, didn't hear it. Yeah, okay, good. Well, well yeah, anyways. Uh, Kit, had you seen? Well, yeah. Had, I had not seen the film yes. before. As indicated yeah, you were the only the name one. of the triple feature. Uh, so both of you had seen the film. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Um, who wants to start off with their thoughts? I think you should. I, I should. think you should because you haven't seen it. And I think okay. Kit and I will have a lot to say. Yeah. So, so this is uh, one of those like quintessential 90s movies that I have not seen, which is funny because... I love '90s movies. Um, mm-hmm. I like. I saw every movie that came out. Like probably more, just a little bit later '90s than this. Uh, every time, like I would, it, yeah. Every week, I would just spend all twenty of my lawn mowing dollars by going to Blockbuster, or going to the movie theaters, and just seeing everything. Uh, but this, I think, was rated R, so that would probably explain why I didn't see it when it first came out. Because you only get to see so many R's when you're ten, and you don't really want to waste them on like a romance movie. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, so I was I was glad to finally catch up with this one, but this movie was not as good as I expected it to be. Um, it was pretty weird, uh, even as far as like romance, like some romance movies, you kind of just have to roll with it because it's like it's a movie romance. It's not supposed to be realistic and everything. Um, I felt like this one was a little bit caught between a more realistic and kind of grounded love story. And then also trying to be a cinematic love story. Um, it uh, so yeah, so it would kind of, and also also just sort of like a workplace drama, um, right? So yeah, it would kind of bounce between those tones, and it wasn't like total chaos or anything, but there were just some really strange things in the story, like Kit was saying. Uh, I, so the 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 marriage came out of nowhere, and I watched this with Sarah, and um, we just. For the listener who might not know, we just got married last year and we both were like, so, so they needed to save money. And so their plan was to get married. I don't know when a, I, a <laughs> wedding has ever I saved forgot that they got married. I was like, really? What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so you've seen this, but not for a while or you just. Not for a while, but, okay. and I know like the part where he comes in and says, I, I want I'm looking for my wife I'm looking for my wife or whatever right but I <laughs> forgot that like oh wait they get married in like the middle of the <laughs> yeah yeah and this so- is like this is like a this is like if the ending of the graduate happened at the in the middle of the movie mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah and the whole movie after that is kind of kind of drifting around like it doesn't mm-hmm. it feels like there's nowhere for you to want it to go anymore and so it just kind of sputters around for a while but so yeah those are that's my my first take on it um let me see if i got any little notes to get in here towards the beginning um okay so the first scene in the movie uh well so it opens up with him doing kind of like um uh narrating over just sort of the state of sports today and um he's kind of like jaded and you know all that stuff he's seen too much of the business side of it and i think so I've seen basketball, which uh, with Trey Parker and Matt Stone, like I've seen that movie dozens and dozens of times. And I think that the opening of that is sort of a take takeoff on this, which I never realized. Um, but uh, anyways, this so the scene after that. He's in the hospital 
with uh, I think it's like a hockey player maybe or a football mm-hmm. player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and <laughs> I wanted to note that the guy playing the hockey player is Toby Huss, who is mm-hmm. already the strongest man in the world from Pete and Pete. And then the little kid, like the hockey player's son, mm-hmm. who sort of guilt trips um, Tom Cruise, he basically causes Tom Cruise to develop a conscience and then write up this manifesto that spurs the action of the film. Uh, but that kid is Drake Bell, which I did not realize until I looked at Whoa. the credits. Yeah. Um, so, so I realized that as well. Okay. But do you know Damn. who the woman is? Who the wife is? No. Who? The wife played Mona on Salute Your Shorts. She's the voice of Chucky. So it's a real Nickelodeon oh, family. Wow. Yeah, no kidding. Sorry, Whoa. Chucky Chucky from Rugrats. She's also Babe's voice. She died uh, in like 2014, very young. Uh, okay. But she's just like a huge voice actress. And the only thing, the only other thing I remember seeing her in as like live action was the post office, the like male woman on Salute Your Shorts who's in love with like the camp counselor guy. Ugh. That is crazy. But isn't that weird that they're that all like weird. Nickelodeon people? I, I wonder how that happened. Yeah. Just like. I, see, I recognized her and then Drake Bell and I looked up. I couldn't tell it was Toby Huss because he was in a like neck brace. And then I looked. But right. I already was like, wow, two Nickelodeon people. And then I was like, holy shit, it's Artie. <laughs> like, yeah. that's so weird. So this was a. It was TriStar Gracie. Yeah, it wouldn't have been tied to anything Nickelodeon because I think Nickelodeon was. What, the only Paramount thing I can think of, mm-hmm. the only thing I can think of for Toby Huss is, uh, you know, because he was also on King of the Hill, and yeah. I think King of the Hill and The Simpsons were friendly. Oh yeah, that that could have been something that, there. But I mean, that's Fox. that's a stretch. He also could have just, you know, auditioned and got it. Yeah, true. And then he brought like his Toby whole Huss. Nickelodeon family yeah. over. Although I don't know Drake Bell. What did Drake Bell do before Drake and Josh? He was on the Amanda uh, Show. Okay. Mean Creek. Yeah. Okay. Wait, that's Josh no, that's Peck. Josh that's Peck. No, that's Josh Peck. Sorry. Yeah. Drake Sorry, Bell everyone. was on Amanda's show. Okay. Yeah. See, and that all would have been a little after. Because he was young. I didn't I really didn't recognize him until uh credits popped up. But yeah, so I can keep going through my notes or do, do you guys want to jump in or um well can I say so my mom and dad both also love Tom Cruise. Like mm-hmm. My dad loves the like Mission Impossible flying airplanes side of Tom Cruise. And then my mom loves like this and like Vanilla Sky. Like she saw this in theaters. She saw Vanilla Sky in theaters, which like Vanilla fucking Sky. Like (laughs) Uh, it's 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 weird that she likes Vanilla Sky. It's not weird that she likes this. But he but so I, I saw this several times when I was like younger and then and I did not like it like as a kid who was into like romantic movies i Mm -hmm. really found this movie annoying and then a couple years ago my sister and her partner were visiting my mom and they watched jerry Maguire, and they all love (laughs) this movie and it's like my sister yeah and my sister like doesn't like like really any movies like Anything. She really likes she really no anything. <laughs> she likes Full House and Fantastic Mr. Fox. Right. And I don't know. Does she like <laughs> I it? I can't think I can't think of another thing. Dogs. Um, Does she like it because she's like amused by she thinks it's like so bad? Or? No, not no. A, no. She they just love it. it. Okay. Yeah, well, and I think good. August loved it too. And I asked her, and I'm trying to remember. I tried calling her right before this to be like, "Can you remind me why you like this movie?" And 
even and she didn't answer, of course, but <laughs> like, <laughs> but like even if she's going to be mad at how I represent her like of this movie, no matter what I say. But if I recall correctly, the last time I asked her, I think it was just like everyone is like trying is nice. Like everyone's trying to be a good person. Like there's pricks oh, who yeah. he works with, but like all the main characters are like trying their best sure <laughs> you know I, can see that. I think that's what she said she likes but it does you know my family i also i guess i should say this wasn't as bad as i remembered it being yeah i had the same reaction yeah it's weird like mike thought it it's was weird. like way worse than he expected and we were both we both don't like it and we're like well it's not that well, bad yeah <laughs> well but here's the thing i think because I remember very specifically having a conversation with you when we were in high school about this movie mm-hmm. uh, in your kitchen. And it this, I think, is for people who do not like Tom Cruise. I think that this is like this well, to- yeah. this type of Tom Cruise. This is why. This is the um, Ben Stiller parody is when he shows up at her house in like yes. the T-shirt and this jacket and the sunglasses. Yes. But and the thing is, is like even when Tom Cruise is doing his Tom Cruise thing, like he's never as cruisy as he is in this movie. But he's but I think he's great in this movie. (laughs) I do, too. I do, too. Like, okay, so you were you were making fun of the uh, I'm looking for my wife scene. Uh Um, But when they got to the end of that scene and she said, you had me at hello. Like I I was I'm telling you, I was uh, the movie was playing. I was listening to it, and I was uh, we we're getting ready to move, so I was like wrapping up my pictures, and she said, and after listening to his scene, and she says, "You had me to hello," I just go, <laughs> like it, like it, like I was like, "Holy shit!" He actually he got me, he got me with his stupid like four pieces of hair in front of his eyes, well, mm-hmm. uh, and pr- and his conviction in every word. I everyone I think everyone is great in this. I really don't like Renee Zellweger though. I think as I said the other night, she deserves like five Oscars for Judy. But I, she's great. Cuba is great. Like ev- Regina yeah. King yeah. is like everyone's amazing. Cameron Crowe is the problem with this movie. For sure, yeah, I can like see that. at he the because uh, th- that's what he com- the speech he comes and gives. I think if you and what and even if you even you had me at hello, like this movie is chock full of iconic lines. And I would say only one of or two. The two that are good are the ones that Kuba and Tom say to each other. Like, like, I think I think show me me the money is good. And I think help me help you is good. Um, Yeah. On that note. Uh huh. Continue. I have something I want to add in when you're when you're done. Okay, but if you break down, I think the speech that he gives when he comes in, like if you were to if you were to say it now or if you were to read it on paper, it fucking sucks. But he, (laughs) the and her, he makes it so good. Like, what does he say when he can barely say it? I miss my wife or something. He says like I miss, and then he like gets choked up and he says I miss my wife, and it's like I that makes me want to like jump off a building it's so good but like (laughs) you complete me is not good the fact that she says you had me at hello because here's my problem with you had me at hello she said i mean it's dumb and i think okay i I, i've got i've got the i've got the scene if you want me to to read it (laughs) yeah do you okay so jerry comes in he says hello he says hello twice for Mm -hmm. some reason and he says i'm looking for my wife 
and uh, oh, thanks for the scene direction. Uh, why sanity.net. Uh, <laughs> Dor- Dorothy looks up, robbed of words, stunned. She does not move, looks quite apprehensive. Jerry, wait. Okay, okay. Okay. If this is where it has to happen, then this is where it has to happen. I'm not letting you get rid of me. How about that? Wow. Okay. This used this used to be my specialty. You know, I was good in the living room. They'd send me in there. I'd do it alone. And now I just, I don't know. But tonight, our little project, our company, had a very big night. A very, very big night. But it wasn't complete. Wasn't nearly close to being in the same vicinity as complete. Boo! Because I couldn't <laughs> share it with you. I couldn't hear your voice or laugh about it with you. I missed my wife. We live in a cynical world. A cynical, cynical world. Oh, man. And we work in a business of tough, co- com- of tough competitors. I love you. <laughs> what you the complete, hell? You complete me. And if I just had Dorothy interrupting. Shut up. Just shut up. Wait, let me do that again. Okay. <clears throat> shut up. <laughs> Just shut up. You had me at hello. You had me at hello. <laughs> Perfect. You see what and I mean? Scene. And yeah, yeah, a lot of it doesn't make sense. I mean, exactly. It, There's it so is, many non-sequiturs. Yeah. It, 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 it really relies on – I wonder – I truly wonder if this was something that was, um, like, workshopped and, and improved as they were doing – because I don't know how you write this. I think he like, wrote it. You think you think that the that this is, like, the final draft that got greenlit. Yeah. These, this is word for because, word it. Because Cameron Crowe is such a writer. Like, he's more known for writing, I would say, than directing. He's a little bit like John Hughes, where it's like he Doesn't look like movie. it to me, Kit. I know. Um, but, like, why? And here's, I have so many questions. One question I have is, like, why didn't she cut him off when he started saying, we live in a cynical world? Because that sounds like vamping. Like, that sounds like he's about to go into his, like, manifesto that he wrote that she's obsessed with or something. Like, that's where you say, shut up. Stop fucking talking. You had me at hello. You know? Like, but instead, he gets to say that. And I don't even know what it has to do with, want with like, saying he loves her or, like, why he brings up the business. Like, what did she fucking do with the business? And even and then when he says, when he's, when he's talking about how it, um, it wasn't complete, I mean, that it wasn't even in the vicinity of being comp- whatever that sucks. But when he says, because I couldn't share it with you or laugh with you or talk to you about it, it's like, I feel we don't see them <laughs> hang out. They, yeah. I agree. They have, like, their relationship is a series of, like, um, of, of important beats, and mm-hmm. there's no space in between that. Right. Like, I think they have chemistry, like, when he Mm -hmm. showed, you know, like, and obviously, again, I appreciate that the movie treats Tom Cruise like a fucking god. Like, of course, you would be, any woman who walked past him would be in love with him. And she conveys that well. And, like, when they meet in the airport, like, I understand... I can even buy that she would make, based on how attractive he is, that she would make the crazy decision to quit her job and follow him. But 
it's weird too because like when he shows up at the house and she brings out like like she changes clothes she brings out drinks and food for them and then she says i've called you a cab and the cab shows up the cab shows up in like 30 seconds like they don't spend the evening talking we need some like when harry met sally moments of them like shooting the shit and having like you know a good rapport to be like, why does he give a shit that she wasn't there? He has way more of a love affair with Cuba Gooding Jr. than he does with Renee Zellweger. But maybe that, I don't know, maybe that's meant to, like, set up, you know, the the, the marriage that shouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, they're, the point, is, like, why are these people getting married? They don't have uh, any sort of but, relationship. But I think it's the, I, I don't think we're supposed, I think we're supposed to believe that she's in love with him. And she has good reason to be. And, I mean, I can't disagree. Um, but well, he, I think his problem, he says, rather than showing us, it, he tells us he has problems with intimacy. And, I mean, you get that from the wedding video. But prior to that, he's, like, fucking her on the front porch. So, like, what the hell are you talking about? Well, they, and that, then the, that was weird. The bachelor party video, all the ladies say that he could never be alone. Like, he just mm-hmm. couldn't be alone. So, like, they kind of established really early that, like, that's his problem. But, but then, then, yes, that and, – and the thing – and the other thing is, you know, you you, you say that the mo- that we're supposed to believe that she loves him. But then we also know that she's manipulating him uh, into a relationship. Like, there's that scene where um, he was – you know, after he kissed her that night and they're at their apartment office thing and and she says something or he says like oh you know i'm sorry that shouldn't have happened i'm your boss that's totally inappropriate and uh and then she she flips the script on him and is like okay well i'm gonna give you some time to think about it i'm gonna leave you alone and then he instantly is like want to go to dinner because he doesn't want to be alone it's the most ridiculous scene yeah and then you find out later that she like saw that bachelor party video and i wonder if it was if she had already seen it then (sighs) I don't know, but that's we like so to me. It's like I is is Renee in love with Tom or is uh she just looking for a father for mm-hmm. her kid? I think I mean, and if which is weird, but I think something if it's the case that that she just wants a father for her kid, which by the way, like totally re- like relate understandable, and I I don't have a kid. But I can those moments where she's watching him. It's I mean, it's maybe the casting of Tom Cruise in films like this is just a double edged sword because you're like, I assume you guys both want to have babies with Tom Cruise after watching him hang out with like a kid. Like, it's great. He's amazing. So, like, I believe that she is in love with him because he's Tom fucking Cruise. But like, maybe if he was some other, you know, less amazing person it's more of that like her she would seem more manipulative or it would seem more like a bad idea but like i don't think it's a bad idea for anyone to marry tom cruise at any time and he actually (laughs) and it actually is (laughs) like irl it's a very bad idea to marry tom cruise but like hey i support (laughs) anyone who does that right (laughs) well so you were talking about uh the catchphrases in the movie and it bugs me something i noticed like I don't know, long time ago, movies that have like iconic lines, a lot of times they'll repeat it. And I feel like that helps make it iconic. Mm-hmm. Um, so I noticed in this that they repeat a lot of those lines. I mean, like show me the money. They repeat a lot. Um, mm-hmm. 
But anyway, so yeah, they were when this came out. They repeat all of them. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, <laughs> show, so me, the show money. me the money. You complete me, which was a re- repeat from earlier in the film. Earlier, you had and me at hello. Help me help you. Help me help you. You had me at hello. Okay, so there was one that I felt like they were trying to make it work as a catchphrase, <laughs> but it's so stupid and ridiculous that it did not. Can you guess what it is? The human head weighs eight pounds. Well, there's that. That's another one. And that did kind of become a thing that people repeated. The one that I was thinking of is, uh, tell me you did not shoplift the pooty or something. He says something about shoplifting (laughs) the pooty. It's like the way they repeat it, like it's like those other phrases in the film where they really dwell on it. And so I'm like, did he think that that was going to become like a like a phrase in in this? I don't know. Shoplift the pooty. Yeah. And I don't I'm know. I don't really even sure. know what that means. So it's like if you if you're because Cube is talking about how he's from he had a single mother and the guys would come by and kind of like exploit her his mother's desire for him to have a father figure and they would use that to kind of like get with her but then they would be gone. So I guess it's that he's shop he's like you know the pooty being the uh, you know <laughs> the JJ female anatomy yeah so uh, the female anatomy <laughs> nice. Um, so yeah, but it's like shoplifting them. I think that's what they were trying to say, but it was just, it was like, yeah, I couldn't help it was, but take it. It was bad. Yeah. Yeah. It was stupid. I noticed it was stupid. Um, there was something else talking about. I, I was going to say something about, um, Jonathan Lipnicki. Cause I feel like, yeah, I feel Let's like in my, mi- I feel like in my mind, uh, I always thought of like, like kind of conflated, like him in this movie to like uh julian in in uh oh god what's that adam sandler movie big daddy mm-hmm. you know what i mean like that the basically the kind of child actor that you hate mike yes yeah <laughs> but to, to i don't think that i didn't no. think that this time i felt i felt there was two there were two things that i noted uh one i think that that character largely exists to like remind us that Jerry Maguire is actually like a like a pretty good guy. Yeah. Like he's selfish or whatever, but he's super nice to this little boy, like completely earnest. Mm-hmm. So like I I think it's I think I don't know I don't know where we stand with Jerry if this little if we don't have those scenes but with the little boy. Yeah, I agree. Why do you think he's selfish? I think he's just very I don't know about self I think I just mean he's he's very very self-absorbed like there it just doesn't seem it seems I mean I know the movie's called Jerry Maguire and it's about Jerry Maguire but like he's one of those people where that I think um especially like if you look at him through Renee's character like she's drawn to him but like we don't know much about her it doesn't feel like he's engaging with her in the same way that she's engaging with him um so I just it just feels like he's a he's yeah. a self-absorbed person I, I don't know I don't think he's a bad guy I just it's just something I noticed yeah, just kind but of. I thought the I movie thought... expects that because they haven't. He's they like Kelly Preston said. I mean, it's hard to know since the movie hates her. If she's supposed to be the voice of truth, I related to her a lot. But she said like, you. What does she say? It's something like you only, like, something to the effect of like. You take and you don't give or something like everything's about you yeah but it's like aside from hearing that and then there's like the moment where he's talking to jonathan lipnicki and jonathan lipnicki's trying to talk about his dad and tom cruise is like well i really just want you to understand this thing about my dad and i wonder like is that part of like (laughs) 
what she was talking about or like when they're at dinner with Renee and he's talking about his ex fiance he's talking yeah. about Kelly Preston like I just so much was unclear to me like mm. not that and I mean I am a bit stupid when it comes to movies I guess but like <laughs> I couldn't get a handle on his character I don't know if I'm blinded by the cruise and I'm just like this guy seems great um, <laughs> but <laughs> but like I didn't know what his fucking problem is. I didn't really understand. I don't understand how sports plays a role in this. Like, how is sports related? Like, it seems like there's some kind of concupiscence thing happening with, like, you have to love the guys you're representing, but he loves them more than he can love. Like, he can't have intimacy. And then, obviously, like, Cuba's family is an ideal of the kind of relationships that Jerry doesn't have, but then he does seem to get that pretty easily. I don't know why he rejects it once he has it. Cause he's like, kind of like, yeah, like, and it's like, he can't be alone. He can't be alone, but he also can't have intimacy. I think there's really people who are like that, but I don't understand why he's like this or if he really is. It just was confusing. Side note mm -hmm. for the listener, the word of today of the day is concupiscence. <laughs> Literally had to look that up. <laughs> yeah, it. Um, there are films where you kind of have to watch and you have to do your own analysis of the characters and like come up with kind of your own. I don't know. Di yeah, your own diagnosis of like, okay, so he has a real problem with intimacy, or he has a real problem. Uh, with being alone or, you know, that kind mm -hmm. of thing. This film seems to state and from scene to scene, almost shift directions of like what we're supposed to be looking at and paying attention to in the characters. And then just in terms of plot, kind of like you're talking about with what does the sports have to do or what, what do sports have to do with any of this? Um, it really just sort of rambles along and it almost feels like it's like a day in the life kind of movie. I mean, it's obviously covers a lot, a lot more time than that. Um, but yeah, it's like very, uh, scattershot, I guess. And, and also with their relationship with, uh, Tom and Renee, like we were saying, I think you, Kit, I think Kit was saying it, um, we're missing key scenes of them just kind of shooting the shit. Mm -hmm. We don't have, we don't, we don't see that like, oh, this is a really good relationship. We also don't see like, oh, this is an absolutely terrible relationship. So like with all the characters and like with the plot, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to care about. Right. Where and it seems it's a two hour and 18 minute film, I believe. It yes, it That's is. That's long. It's very long. And at the same time, like it, there were elements of it that reminded me. I miss movies like this in a way where whatever it's about, it's also about a romance in some way. Like that, that, the, that a romance is like just always an element of a film. Mm -hmm. It was kind of old fashioned in that way um like almost like there were elements to me that were like it could have been like his girl friday or something um where she's like his harebrained i mean not this isn't what his girl friday is but like she, renee would be like his harebrained secretary who in the course of pursuing this sports thing he realizes he's in love with her or whatever like i like that but it seems like the beats of that are so obvious. Like the story should be so easy to tell. Like it's yeah. so straightforward. You just have to come up with like some way that the sports shit with Cuba is a metaphor 
for life <laughs> or well, love and they can't fucking do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I think in this movie like struggles to know which thing to focus on. Mm-hmm. Like I think I think early on in the movie that is what's happening. Yes. Like you have this girl who's clearly falling in love with this charismatic sports guy. <laughs> um and then the mo- <laughs> sports Jerry Maguire sports guy. Um but uh I feel like the movie like for long stretches will abandon either plot thread like in large part like basically it feels like the love story is the b plot but becomes the a plot and then the uh and then the sports stuff becomes the b plot later and then it kind of swaps back and forth here it's yeah. sort of weird and it does it feels i mean it's almost two movies like imagine imagine uh, Jerry Maguire romantic comedy with Renee, Renee Zellweger about two uh, people who start a business and fall in love. And then imagine like Jerry Maguire sports guy uh, uncut gems uh, type movie. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I feel well, yeah. like you could make both. But it is. It's a little bit like was it last? Yeah. Wait, was the last film we watched Cocktail? Yeah. Where we said like all the important scenes are gone. In a way, like Jerry Maguire isn't yeah. quite that, but when he comes back to her and part of the premise of wanting to get back together with her is that our little business had a very big night tonight. I'm like, do you even have a business? Is she part of it? Does she still work for you? Like yeah, she doesn't. Right. What does she fucking do? What's the name of your company, dude? Well, like, why not? Why not show her? Because it seemed like part of the movie. <laughs> And I'm about to get real fucking feminist on your ass. But it's like, maybe part of the, it seems like, (laughs) like she goes, I think at his company, she's like a secretary, right? Uh Uh, I don't know. I I don't know if she is. I'm not really sure. But it kind of see. I mean, she says this to Bonnie Hunt. That's like, I'm excited about something in my career for the first time. But it's like that's the last time we fucking hear about that. Like later in the film, she's wearing a suit, but I don't know what she does or what like she does. When you would yeah. think like it seems like part of this movie would be him realizing that she has some great facility for this work, you know? <laughs> right. But, right. It's, but it's not like we don't know like but, what but she all, does. Yeah, all he does. The only thing we see is him stifle her. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. she. she <laughs> and like does she like, ever because she just like I, I, is gonna move to san diego and then she doesn't and then they break up so is she just like not have a job like right she what i just don't know what she does and like why yeah it's like it doesn't because it is so divided between these two plots it doesn't really fully realize either of them and i think it would have been really easy to just have them feel more connected like watch a what's the is it sports night or whatever the yeah yeah Aaron Sorkin make show. it make it like that <laughs> like that's well, his girl friday basically unfortunately sports night i don't think started until 1999 but I, but I but that's like the, that's we understand i don't yeah. know it's just strange you know actually watching this made me think of sports night for the first time in quite a while <laughs> uh, i feel like that probably was pitched somewhat on the popularity of jerry Maguire because this was like yeah. a, this was like a phenomenon when this came out mm-hmm. oh yeah Mm-hmm. Um. Oh gosh. Got. You know, I've always thought. Uh, I think I. I think I always thought that Cuba didn't deserve his Oscar, but on this rewatch, he I, does. He does deserve it. He's, He's really, fucking really good. great. 
Those are the best scenes in the movie, easily. And and she, uh, Regina King, is great too. Is that her? Is she, yeah, I get her mixed crazy. up with Hall. Also, yeah, she has not aged at all. Um, I know. I, was she like was sh- seventeen in this movie or something? <laughs> I, I so don't know. Weird. Yeah, she. Yeah, she's really fucking good. Um, well, yep. and it's interesting because it's like, even though it's this big, like, crazy football playing character. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel like he only existed to serve Tom Cruise and Renee Zellweger's plot to me. Like, in a lot of ways, his his family life is more fleshed out. He has his own like we. Mm-hmm. I know. I feel like we know more about his background than we do Tom Cruise's background. Yeah, um, it's like it's uh, like yeah, a fifth movie within this. Yeah, <laughs> but, it's, movie. but it's like maybe the movie. Uh, should have been I mean I feel like the best scenes were probably I don't know it's like I said Renee and Tom I think they had very good chemistry but all they have all the best scenes are like Renee and Bonnie Hunt Bonnie Hunt and Tom Cruise Cuba Gooding Jr. and Tom Cruise Cuba Gooding Jr. and Regina King like all these other mixes of people are better I think I feel like that might be almost like going back to the, you know, them, you know, not like they shouldn't be getting married. Like, I think that might be by design in some way. And then uh, and then he shot himself in the foot uh, because you don't really buy their relationship. And then and then they have to bring it all back with that one. uh, You had me at hello. scene. here's the thing, though. I do buy their relationship. Like why? What? Well, maybe just because they're Tom Cruise and Renee Zellweger. Like. I here's what I buy. I I buy that they are two people who need something from each other. I don't I see buy it that. that way. She, I. Sh- but they the move. The, I mean, the movie says this. This is what yes. the movie literally right. tells me. The movie tells me that Tom Cruise cannot be alone, and that Renee Zellweger is uh is twenty six and with a child and has no husband or father for her child. But sh- That's I what also the movie believe says. that she loves him. I believe I think... she's infatuated with him and I believe that she falls in love with him, but I don't like her any time. I mean, this is just a problem I think with movies where, um, you know, somebody goes on one date and then they love each other. Here, the next okay. Day. Here's just, the difference between you and me. I know you, I've known you for a long time. It takes you for fucking ever <laughs> to be to be comfortable being like, okay, I love you. Okay, I mean, not with you. With in fact, you are Jerry Maguire because you'll tell me you tell me you love me after like a day of knowing me. But then like you're very like careful and conservative in you know your romantic life. I think, and then I tell in every case, tell people that I love them in i don't know three days (laughs) like like where or we haven't even been on one date yet you know so like when she Mm -hmm. said to bonnie hunt like by the way i love him i was like oh i now relate very strongly to this this character like that i believe i think i do believe their relationship so kind of to to be the Mm -hmm. To be right in the middle of both of you (laughs) yeah I, i do believe the relationship but it's not a relationship that i would want to watch in a film it's just it's not like they're not fun characters. I don't enjoy watching them fall in love. I don't enjoy watching their relationship because it's pretty dysfunctional. 
Um, and it's not like dysfunctional and interesting or fun or in. Uh, but when when does it way. become dysfunctional for you? Uh, pretty much when they get married. She like she's getting I, ready see, to I, move. Yeah. How is it not dysfunctional before that? I mean, it is, but it's dysfunctional in the way where I was like, I'm accepting this because it's a film and like romantic films. They just take you know, it's there's kind of a language to. The see, romance. I think the movie. I think the movie, and it's part of the film's point, whatever it is, but. The movie ruins their relationship by, I mean, kind of on purpose, obviously, by having them get married. But the way that it recovers, I don't understand what has changed for Tom Cruise. So, like, the fact that she's taking him, it's kind of like he's he's still just lonely. Yeah, Yeah, because here's here's the thing. He says the reason that he comes to find her is that um is because their company had a big night right but 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 the but the main like the most significant action that happens to Jerry like that happens during that scene with uh uh Cuba Cuba getting mm-hmm. hurt and stuff is his convert like him watching rod like almost die and then <laughs> or thinking he's he's dying and then and talking to Regina mm-hmm. King on the phone. Because she says this doesn't ex- work without him. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Her expressing that. But, like, Tom Cruise doesn't come back and say, you know, my best friend almost died tonight and well, left. And, the and you know, his family and, was. And it's the same lesson he supposedly learned at the beginning of the film from the hockey player. That it's like, oh, by pushing athletes this far we you know we are risking leaving their children fatherless and their wives husbandless but it's like in this case because Cuba Gooding Jr. didn't break his neck it's actually like the best thing that ever happened to his career it's so weird it's the the, it's really weird yeah the whole CT of it all is it CT CTE CTE it's like it's such a strange element it's like on the one hand I feel like Cameron Crowe was ahead of his time on the other hand it's like was Cuba Gooding Jr. faking <laughs> so that he could get famous? <laughs> like, I it's know, so because, weird. He, yeah, he wakes up and says, let me enjoy this. And what was the premise of, what were the stakes of that game? I know it was Monday Night Football, but it was also like. Uh, it was like, it was like the game before a championship of some kind. But they said that the Cowboys, who they were playing, right? Was it not? Was it not the Cowboys? I thought they were playing the Cowboys. I don't know. I'm not sure. I thought they were playing the Cowboys. They were wearing blue. And they said the Cowboys are a lock for the finals or something, which means that. So what is this game? Yeah, I don't. It's like those simple things where you just <laughs> are like, states? what yeah. happens in this football game? Why does this football game matter? And also, like, I, another problem I had, like, consistently in the movie is, mm-hmm. and it's a problem with Cameron Crowe, is it's like, like, he the it's acted so well. These people do such a good job of selling this mm-hmm. material but it's like Cameron Crow for me always just goes a little too far in like how he mm-hmm. thinks human beings behave like I agree it's just a little over the top like I think the show me the money scene is hilarious and I love it and I didn't ever like I didn't remember I know Tom yeah. I knew like Tom Cruise yells it but I didn't remember like how he yells it how he yells it yes and I had the same reaction I had the <laughs> same reaction and it's He's really so funny. funny it's super it super funny I'm probably gonna watch it again like after this <laughs> podcast but then the scene where like Cuba Gooding Jr. is celebrating his football 
injury thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I'm like, this would not happen. Like, right. they wouldn't, they, like. They wouldn't let you do that. Yeah. They wouldn't yeah. let you do that. The crowd, nobody, yeah. the crowd wouldn't be like, hooray, he's not dead. They, they, it just was so strange. It's like, this is a movie that depends on the screenwriter being knowledgeable about how like sports agency stuff works. And they think that football players get famous by getting knocked out and then getting back up and taking up 10 minutes of airtime to like celebrate not being dead or something. It's it's just so strange. It's weird. It's also kind of just weird how the movie wraps up in general. Like, uh, you know, you have this, the scene with, with, uh, with Tom and Renee and you would, I feel like that should be the ending of the movie, but mm-hmm. then they have to go back into the sports thing, and then the 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 actual ending is his client uh, getting in a multi million dollar contract and having it announced to him on like an interview show by Which, the interviewer. It's, it's, right. Yeah. Very strange. It's, it's weird. It's very. And then weird. there's and then there's just like a very like tacked on the end is this uh, thing with him and uh, his wife and and the kid in the park or whatever. But it's just. I don't I guess I don't know I don't know where the weight Yes. I see cause that's a good point. To be. And the, yeah. the Jonathan Lipnicki throwing the baseball thing is a big part of it because it's like for most of the movie I'm like, this movie is about love mm-hmm. but like the sports element is like a metaphor for that stuff somehow. But then at the end of the yeah. movie, when Jonathan Lipnicki throws the baseball, I'm like, oh, no, the movie is about sports. Like, <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's not about, like, him committing to a family. Because, see, I think the fact that their relationship is messy and not perfect is part of, I think, why it's supposed to matter that he commits to it. That she comes with a kid that he loves but it's still like like nobody did anything the right way and like they're watching um cuba and regina like the whole time and they're so perfect and like i'm like it's part of the kind of what lets what they're anxious about the fact that like they aren't and she's like looking at other couples all the time at like how like like from the outside like so i think part of the part of the message maybe is it's like this isn't perfect, but it's real, and um, our it's it's actually more romantic because it's not perfect. But then there's still elements like he comes in during the divorced women's like super mm-hmm. kind of like heightened movie magicy kind of things, like that. That's where yeah. that speech happens and all that stuff. Exactly. You know, it's, you know, it's unlike it's not like Marriage Story where like everything feels so organic but it's also not like heightened enough that it's like super cinematic i don't know well it's weird yeah because like i i I think maybe like uh halfway through i was i one of my notes is um like i i was asking like is this movie sort of like commenting on uh like doing like a scream type thing with romantic comedies (laughs) like because there were things like there were like i i i actually I, i do appreciate that they the idea seems to be that this is kind of a dysfunctional and messy relationship. Uh, and it seems like it wants to undermine, undermine like um, certain tropes, like, you know, people 
uh, love it, you know, people falling in love overnight, that sort of thing. But then the movie also builds their relationship on these heightened cinematic moments. So it's like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's, well, and then, what, what I'm supposed to think. Well, like one of the ones I pointed out of like my list of like things that like Cameron Crowe doesn't know how people act is like when she's listening to him in first class, like, first of all, you wouldn't be able to hear him. Like, <laughs> second, she gets, remember when she gets down on the floor of the plane? Yeah, what was that? Like, who What's has doing? ever, ever done that? What was that? I Where she, that. she, So she's on the plane with her son who's just barfed, which right. sounded like coughing, but he's a little kid, whatever. I, w- I won't sweat it. But <laughs> he did his best. But... She's listening to Jerry Maguire talk to uh, George Stephanopoulos' wife, and mm-hmm. she's, like, I guess swooning over the story, um, and she's kind of leaning forward so she can hear it, and then, like, she falls to her... She, like, goes down on her knees in the aisle, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, she's on the floor of the plane, Michael. Well, <laughs> here's... The thing is, is um, in the 90s, airplanes had a lot more room in the seat area yeah so you you could lean far enough well, that, forward to you can lean right the, in the first class that was the other That's thing right. is she's like it's so crazy to hear to look at her seats and then hear her bitch about first class first class like <laughs> right. knowing what we right. deal with today and also the fact that she and her like four-year-old son had three seats to themselves like, yeah that's bullshit that's bullshit <laughs> you have no it, idea yeah in reality there's somebody dying from coronavirus in yeah. that seat yeah. so yeah it's yeah, that was – and then I'm like, okay, so her being poor is an element of this. And also all the stuff about how he's like – I thought Bonnie Hunt's take that like he's basically crashing. Yeah. Like he's mm-hmm. blown up his life and he's just like looking for a body to like break the fall. Like that's that's an interesting mm-hmm. idea. But like is that what's happening has he? I don't know. I I feel like I feel like her entire character was just to like tell me what was going on. That's always uh, Bonnie Hunt's character. <laughs> I, I know, and she's great. Yeah, she's great she's at awesome. it. She's awesome. I love her. I, me too. But yeah, it was just like, uh, okay, so I, like I felt like I felt like Cameron Crowe was like, I need a character that tells the audience that the movie knows that this is a there's a problem with this relationship. Or anything that's happening, just they need this needs to be explained somehow. Get me Bonnie Hunt. I think I think <laughs> I just wish I wish they had not had the proposal scene be so weird and not have it be like with a gun to weird. his head, like because right. she's about to leave town and he's gonna miss her kid and everything. Like right. if it, I I think there's a a way in which, and this is just my wish fulfillment speaking, but like, okay, get. They get married, they run their little business, great. Or like a different kind. It was just such a, it was so strange. Mm -hmm. Like, and it doesn't feel like they needed to get married for them to have the conversation later that's like, where she says basically like, I deserve someone who actually loves me, which is like true. Like, I think the fact that they that he was in love with her kid and they had a business together might have been sufficient stakes for that scene. <laughs> like they didn't also have to be married, but then you wouldn't get him coming in and saying all like uh, all uh, Harrison Ford ish like I'm looking for my wife. <laughs> <laughs> and I did like that. 
He did. He did have a little bit of that whip, that lip quiver. Mm-hmm. So Ugh. on, we brought up Bunny Bonnie Hunt a minute ago. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was gonna like her character. Um, I think it was partially like kind of the wink to the audience, like I think Andrew was saying. It's all good. You just look like you you look like you're holding that mic like really far from your face. Oh no! But maybe you're not. Okay. All right. Good. <laughs> Sorry. It looked like you were tilting it towards. Like it looked like this, so I was, I was just, yeah, I was just checking in, I can't just even, checking in with you. Mike. I can't even see the mic on my, my version. Mine cuts off like here. Oh yeah, I can, I can, I can see your balls right now. Oh I think wow, it's weird that you're, yeah. I guess I should have worn pants. You should have worn pants, yeah. Um, you're also standing up, so. Yeah, well, I'm kind of swinging it around, but I, again, I thought <laughs> I didn't think you could see it. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, Bonnie Hunt. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I thought her character was very odd, and it's sort of like when your movie's not going so well, I think sometimes it's best to <laughs> just kind of roll with it and not try to mm-hmm. wink to the audience and be like, I know, but trust us on this. Like, you know, um, I think it's better maybe to not point to, you know, she she could she either could have been a character who was legitimately warning Renee Zellweger and Renee, Renee Zellweger was heeding her advice or or at least like, seeming genuinely troubled by her advice and so there's that con there's some conflict for the character in that but as it was like she wasn't like funny other than in how sardonic she was uh but and but she also wasn't contributed anything to the story or i guess there's well i i don't know she was kind of because she was kind of uh pulling double duty like especially in the um in the scene where tom uh jerry shows up drunk um, and she's, right. she's both warning, she's both warning, uh, Renee's character to like, yo, you, this is not a good idea, but she's also helping her change clothes. She's helping her right. pick, you know, the right beer. Like she's, so she's, she's, she, to me, she's both like acknowledging the situation and pushing it forward. Yeah, I guess that's true. I forgot about that part. I was thinking more of like the parts mm-hmm. where she's just like in the kitchen and kind of like cracking jokes and stuff or like. Sure. Well, the other here's the other. Okay, I just remembered something else that's weird about the marriage part. Um, (laughs) that. So remember speaking Bonnie Hunt in the kitchen reminded me of it. So like the the next morning, after they fuck, and Renee's in the kitchen and she's like, you know, I stopped relating to her character at that point because like it was a real one eighty because I was like, oh, she loves a guy after like twelve hours. But then she's like screaming about it in the house that he's also in. And like, right. That was weird. But he, but Tom Cruise is so cool about it. Like he seems not shocked at all. Totally comfortable. Gives her a kiss to kind of show, like makes it known that he definitely heard them. And then gives her a kiss. Like it doesn't, and sits down with the kid. Like it doesn't change anything. But then he freaks out when they get married. Well, and here's the other thing that's weird about that scene to me is that he uh he acknowledges that she said he she loved him, but he seems okay with the fact that she just insulted him. She said she says I love him. I love him for the man he wants to be and I love him for the man he almost is. That's not nice. No, it is. You're sensitive. Are you how so? I love him for the man he almost is. That means she doesn't Kit, that literally means she no, does not love him. No, it means she loves how hard he's trying to better himself. 
But it means she doesn't love him in his current form. No, she loves, she loves him in his ver- current form. She loves him in his current form, which I think she's the first thing she says. And then she says, and, and I love him for who he's trying to be. Okay. It's romantic. It's also funny, like, because, I mean, her love for him, it's so only a fucking screenwriter. Like, this is so Aaron Sorkin-y to be like, mm-hmm. she's in love with him because the memo he wrote was so fucking brilliant. Oh, <laughs> like, And she's, like, memorized it. Like, are you fucking kidding me? It's yeah. so I gotta read this dumb. memo. So lame. Ugh. I wonder if it exists anywhere. The I parts of it it's... that she quotes uh, suck, so. what? Do you remember what they were? No, it's just like it's honestly when he's that's why when he says we live in a cynical world, I like thought he was kind of starting to say the memo almost like remember you liked when I (laughs) when I wrote this. Oh, yeah, I found it. What the whole memo exists. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I got it. I got it right here. Why was he so why was he making the distinction between mission statement and memo? Like I'm not enough of a of a yuppie, I guess, to know. What? Because he's because it's means. a movement. He's gonna start a movement within the sports agenting world. Uh, it is twenty five pages long, and it is all here. Oh God, that is crazy. Got some excerpts. You want me yeah. to read some to you? Yeah. No, no, right. we don't need. <laughs> you don't want to hear this? Yeah, go for it. <clears throat> we are losing our battle with all that is personal and real about our business. Every day I can look at a list of phone calls only partially returned. Driving home, I think of what is n- what was not accomplished instead of what was accomplished. The gnawing feeling continues that families are sitting waiting for a call from us, waiting to hear the word on a contract or a general manager's thoughts on an upcoming season. We are pushing numbers around, doing our best, but is there any real satisfaction in, su- in success without pride? Is there any real satisfaction in a success that exists only when we push the messiness of real human contact from our lives and minds? When we learn not to care enough about the very guy we promised the world to just to get him to sign or to let it bother us that a hockey player's son is worried about his dad getting that fifth concussion. Okay. It's powerful stuff. I mean, I thought. Do you want me, you want me th- to read the next twenty-four pages? I will quit my job right now, based on what yeah. You're <laughs> I, I thought. I thought the scene, like the parts where they show Cuba Gooding Jr.'s kid, like being worried about him, mm-hmm. like that's an interesting element. Like all, like mm-hmm. and the and Drake Bell in the same way. Like there's stuff here that's like, why don't we just stick with this for a fucking minute, and <laughs> see where it goes <laughs> or something. And it's not mm-hmm. as if the movie is is like has wild pacing or anything, but it, I just don't get a chance to understand anything. Like, I don't know what the football game's about. I don't know why, why Tom Cruise is like this. I don't know what Renee's situation really is. I don't know what sports have to do with this. I don't understand what Cuba's contract is. Like what, what his situation, <laughs> like all of this seems so basic and important to me enjoying the movie to like, should I see, should I see if I can find a, uh, <laughs> his contract? Kuba's contract? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was something about like, he was going to make very little money, but it would something turn like into that, yeah. more money. But then Tom said, if you get injured, it's over. And I'm like, yeah, there Why? was some, there was, there was some, it was some contract. Yeah. It's if he's that. 
a free agent, he's not under any contract. So then if he gets injured, okay, they don't have to pay out any That's sort of contract. Okay. Well, and it also means that he, so he has basically this season to prove himself and get bought by somebody else. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you, Mike. Now I understand. <laughs> sure. Yeah, and that's in there, but this is a two-hour and 18-minute film uh, where it's, it's. I found it a little hard to pay attention in moments just because the film itself is fairly unfocused and all that kind of stuff. It also kind of does – it kind of feels like we're – I couldn't believe the beginning of the film. Like, I didn't remember that at all, that it's like that there's voiceover, first of all, yeah, which mm-hmm. I fucking mm-hmm. hate voiceover, and it's gone after – the first scenes yeah a a lot happens in that first five minutes and it just feels like such an older movie and then by the end it's like oh here's like a mid to late 90s film Mm -hmm, and also that it's called jerry Maguire. i hate that too why is it called jerry Maguire? yeah movies that yeah football football love the what football love yeah The human head eight weighs, or the human heart weighs eight pounds. I don't know. I would have called it shoplifting the pootie. Yeah. But do you know what I mean? It always seems like naming a movie after a character is such a cop-out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, unless it's like a historical figure. Like, but, but yeah. can you think of like, and now I want to think, what is a good movie? Oh, Barton Fink. Okay, I just did it. But like, what? what's a good movie that's named after the main guy and he's a fake guy? That is not lame. Because, like, Charlie St. Cloud. No. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What's the one where, like, Tom Hanks rides a moped? Uh, uh, Charlie. Oh, no. Um, Gee, there's also Charlie oh. Wilson's War, but that movie's good. Yeah. Yeah, what is that movie? Uh, uh, oh, Larry Crown. Larry oh, Crown. Yeah. Wow. Like, but, like, do you know what I mean? Like, so many of the Forrest Grump. Like so many of those movies that it's just like this is gonna be real quirky. <laughs> yeah, it, it can't. It, 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 but those names are like, like they are they're not regular names, right? I guess it, like, okay. So Jerry Maguire is a regular name. It, it's like John Carter, right? It's like yeah. that guy could that guy could live next door to me. I don't want right. to watch a movie about him. But I mean, John Carter, another example of a great film just named after a guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think that is a thing. Now I want to look into it. Citizen Kane. Oh, no. I'm trying to find. I'm looking for names. Where's Donnie like, Dark. No. Yeah, Donnie Darko. Uh, Donnie Darko. But that movie's Edward's, dead. Edward, Edward Scissorhands. But see, go. I don't count that because that is like, that's like Snow White. You know, <laughs> like. I go- I Googled names that are people's names. <laughs> or movie. Sorry. Movies that are people. <laughs> Whatever. Movie. <laughs> movies that are people's names. And I got a. I, and Jerry Maguire is on here. Yeah. Um. This is a terrible list. I had a couple other notes. Me too. I I let's ha- have them. I haven't figured out any place to put them in the conversation, so let's just roll through them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, okay. I thought Bonnie Hunt was pretty good looking in this movie, which is weird yeah. because I think of her as the mom from Beethoven, but she was looking pretty good. Uh, well, I that, well Jane... Mike, that's what she looks like all the time. Like she's had yeah. that haircut forever. Yeah. She's a cute lady. <laughs> I think it just never clicked with me because like as a kid, yeah. you're like, oh, it's a mom. Yeah. It's, you but know, now Beethoven's you're old. Mom. Right. So I was like, hey. You're probably Bonnie older than on. Bonnie Hunt in that movie. <laughs> Possibly. Actually, gosh. Yeah. Well, no, she would have. Well, I'll look it up later. Anyways, uh, Jay Moore was really good, good at being a douchebag. Like you just yes. don't. Yeah. You just want to punch him. For all the sure. Time. And, mm-hmm. uh, but I think it was like to the credit of his performance. It's not just that I don't like Jay Moore. Mm-hmm. I think he's fine. Um, That's my first note. 
is that Jay Moore, Jay, Jay Moore was really well cast. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, he was really good. Yeah. Um, although he totally drops. No, that's not true. He doesn't drop off the map because he's there in the locker, At like the in end, the hallway, yeah. which is kind of weird. Mm-hmm. But whatever. Uh, my favorite scene in the film was um, Tom Cruise driving along going through the radio stations yes! and like trying to find one that is <laughs> yeah. I, I said i could watch two hours of just him going yeah. through songs to listen yeah. to oh yeah. my it was god weird, though it was weird though because it was so it felt very performative like it felt it felt like like that's the reaction that you would have if you were like going through like karaoke songs yeah uh, like just like the way he was like laughing about it like i feel like if i'm if i'm doing that by myself in a car like i'm not i'm not like smiling and laughing like tom cruise is. no but what's the first song what's the first song he plays that he tries to sing along to and then realizes he doesn't know the words i don't my remember. neck my back by kia <laughs> no no it's up but that i like loved him just going like huh and like oh just let me just watch tom cruise do stuff please yeah just do tom like cruise normal does. just him doing normal guy stuff is like so cool <laughs> Um, it is it's fucking cool like it's cool when he's running and like punching a helicopter and stuff like that but it's maybe more cool when he's just like like remember in in cocktail when he like is taking toast out of the toaster and even that's fucking cool like i remember oh yeah he's like catching it yeah yeah um let's let's get a movie of like tom cruise balancing his checkbook sure I i would watch that um so uh, there's a scene. I think it's the first time we see like the women's circle or like the divorced women's group. Um, mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, it's suddenly the camera, which does this. I don't oh think my it, God. I know that point, too. Yeah. It just like turns into like a cool. very like up close handheld kind of documentary style. And <laughs> but it was also like they strapped it to a dog. Like it was so crazy. <laughs> yeah. And it, so it suddenly it just it felt like it was like uh, up close, like kind of those intimate like public service announcements where people are talking about. Like, I don't know, problems. Um, I got one <laughs> I, more. I love those public service announcements. No, you know, and they do like lots of stuff with their hands. And they're like, I just think that such and such, you know, stuff like that. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-mm. No, no, it's not like, at all. Uh, it's like the handheld thing. And it's like flashing around in between people's faces. And it like, it'll kind of like jerk up. Are you thinking of like in the, like oh. in the nineties specifically? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I know what you mean. Okay. Yeah. I know what you're talking about now. Or even like, not even like a PSA, but even like a credit card commercial. Which yeah. Like, I'm just looking w- for a, a bank that I can trust. And people they're mm-hmm. like, Bank of America kids, baby. Yeah, it's just like documentary style. Like like shaky cam before shaky cam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it suddenly switched to that. And I was like, what's what's happening here? And I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm not Andrew. I don't usually notice camera work. Um, it's not my job. So uh, <laughs> my final note, maybe a little bit, you know, Kit got pretty feminist earlier, so I'm might be a little political here uh so tom cruise gropes uh drunkenly mm-hmm. gropes uh his employee and then he says i can't remember if it's immediately after or if it's like the morning after when he's apologizing he uh says he like pulled a clarence thomas or something like that oh i didn't even i didn't hear that yeah and oh yeah so, i did uh, I know that it's all up in the air uh that that was all sort of uh there was like a whole big thing with him and anita hill uh, uh-huh. but I, I felt like that was kind of a cheap shot. It's, it's at, at the very best, it's not substantiated. Um, it may very well have happened. Who, who knows? I don't know. Uh, but it also could have very, it could have been like a smear job. Uh, we've seen plenty of that happen. 
um, <laughs> in, in recent years. So I don't know. I just thought that was really cheap that they would actually like sort of just play off him groping his employee and then just be like, oh, but it's not as bad as that Clarence Thomas guy who, yeah, I felt a little defensive at that. Uh, I right. see. I felt Let's the opposite. write a letter. I, I felt the I opposite, which is that I, because in my opinion, it is very substantiated that Clarence okay. Thomas did that. <laughs> and so what's weird is for Tom Cruise to be like, like the, it's show to me it was like this demonstrates an awareness that what he did was like pretty bad <laughs> like or potentially pretty bad mm-hmm. right. like because it is like i found it i didn't remember this part either but i found it shocking when his hand lands on her boob yeah and that I, was not great and i don't and i and here's the thing it's not because like that shouldn't be in a movie it's because i don't want fucking tom cruise to do that <laughs> Like, I know. Yeah, I yeah, want. Yeah. I want to like his character, and so I don't want it to be like so. I mean, even just in a like, not just in a like, it's gropy and inappropriate, but like, it was unsexy as well. Yeah. It was unsexy, and I yeah. You don't you don't want Tom Cruise to be the guy who just got you know uh, took this this single mother away from her. I mean, she left her job willingly, but just like. Her life is in his yeah. hands, and he's showing up to her house drunk and groping yeah. her and it's making almost, out with her. It's almost a little worse than just, like, mm-hmm. an ordinary boss groping because, mm-hmm. like, she's, like, they're in a particularly desperate situation. Right. And she's right. shown, like, a particular amount of faith in him. But, yeah, my right. reaction to hearing you say the Clarence Thomas thing is, like, that almost makes it sound like he really knows that it was a serious fuck. <laughs> like, it just is – the whole thing is – it was strange and i wish it hadn't happened (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah it was at the very yeah at the very least it was a weird thing to put in the movie Uh, yeah but then it it bristled me a little because i was just like that's probably not correct and then also it just seems like kind of a cheap shot but even if you're somebody who is confident that that's what happened uh then yeah that, that makes it a much more severe thing that the lovable protagonist of your film is doing uh, so yeah, yeah, probably probably could have. Well, yeah, that's the thing is it's like I don't. It's not like I'm like there should have been heavier consequences for him groping her. Like no, I don't want that either. Just don't have it happen. Yeah, please. just yeah, just We're have fully it in control touch her breast this. intentionally. Fine, I don't yeah. whatever. <laughs> as, as a fictional film, we can fully uh, cut that out. Yeah, um, but it almost felt like that was. I think that that was kind of possibly about because she has some comments. There's sexuality is strange in this film. Because yeah. she kind of talks to Bonnie Hunt about, like, basically she has not been fucked a lot in her life. And maybe not for a long time. Like, maybe not since her husband died. Um, and so I'm like, I wonder if they're like, ooh, this, like, was it arousing for her, <laughs> like, to have that? happen like are they you know is it kind of like ooh, things are getting sexy or whatever as opposed to like oh please don't have tom cruise do this um which is is interesting because up until the point that she says i'm calling a cab it seems like she's i thought she was planning on it kind of what the that's what the movie was saying yeah and it feels like and it's like (laughs) it felt like she's on the cusp i was like i was stunned I was stunned when she came out when she came out and said I had Mm -hmm. I ordered a cab. I was stunned. And then I was stunned when the cab showed up like 25 seconds later. I'm like, (laughs) why'd you bother to bring him a beer then? It was so weird. But then anyway, like sexually, then they have this porch thing that is like 
extreme, what extremely <laughs> horny. Like, and yeah. I mean, look, it's good. Like, but I have a lot of questions. Like, what <laughs> yeah. was he trying to do with like the strap thing? Because he like the so strap. okay. So just let me let me walk through this and tell me if I'm if I'm incorrect. Like. He starts making out with her, and then he pulls on her straps as, like, a funny ha-ha thing. He, like, snaps them, but then it, it comes undone. But is that what he was doing? Just, like, snapping them to be fun? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. what's he, that well, frat boy he, bullshit? Well, yeah, I know. That was weird. I think he was <laughs> – I guess – are they nervous? I don't know. But he does that, and then the next thing I remember is – and I thought – and I think I, like, looked away and looked back, and I did not realize they were still on the – front porch mm-hmm. but he bends down and seems to perform cunnilingus i don't know i think he might just be like pressing his face against her uh, crotch it's her, va- her vagina i mean i don't but He's yeah like sniffing her, her panties her, but they're still so, on right like look <laughs> it's hard it's hard to know but like i don't think he was like licking her pussy in that scene. <laughs> but i Something in that area was happening. Maybe the promise of that to come or something like that. But I think he just took a deep, like a just a real, like like deep. But I mean, there is like there's a visual, <laughs> there's a visual shorthand for like they're kissing. His head leaves the frame, and her eyes roll back in her head, and you're like, okay, I'm pretty sure this isn't happening, but it's strange. And I'm like, they're on. The- but I mean, like, it's so again. Something then, that but, should be so easy because it is it's like hot in the sense that it's Tom Cruise and Renee Zellweger. He's a good kisser. It's great. But then there's all this weird <laughs> shit like the fact that they're on the porch and the right. snapping so her titty, thing. Her titties are hanging out, right? No, no. Because her dress, her that dress was super weird. It was okay. clearly. So like, here's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> to get real like Zapruder film about this like they, they the dress was I bet came strapless like they bought it or designed it to be strapless and then they added straps so that the strap thing could happen because if you mm-hmm. look at the structure of the dress and particularly in the back that there's no danger at all of that dress falling down in the front it's a, it's basically it, it has like internal support and it's mm-hmm. it's it's built like a corset. So there was like so th- those straps are purely decorative to begin with, which is n- usually not how like a halter situation would be, which is what they were. And it's also weird that like they snap, right? And like they snap back against her skin. Like there's a snap sound, am I wrong? Yeah. Like as a, if he as if sound. he was snapping her dra- her bra. But it's a dross it's a string tied around her neck. So like if it came untied when he did that, it wouldn't snap like that. You know what I mean? If you were like mm-hmm. unti- snapping a bathing suit and when you pulled on it, it came untied, the elastic wouldn't then snap back against it. Just was like, what the fuck is happening? Like, so many weird complications for this moment. And back to the sexual thing. Okay, so I want to read you. My notes for this one part. Let's see if I can find it. Um, sorry. Can cut this. Wow, I took a lot of notes, actually. Okay. Um, well, first I was like, on the porch, really? <laughs> and then what's he trying to do? What was he trying to do with the snaps? Because apparently it didn't work. Anyway, um, 
But then I said, oh, I've always wanted to have sex to Haitian fight song. Like, that was super cool. That is a fucking sexy song. And I'm thinking that I'm like, oh, cool. I didn't remember this part. They're going to have sex to this awesome Minga song. That's sick. And then they go like, what the fuck is this music? I'm like, God damn it. It's jazz. I knew. I knew. I knew that's how you'd react. I was so mad. It's like, if you can't fuck to Charles Mingus, then you what the hell music can you fuck to? Um yeah, it was really, really that was that was really weird. But anyway, back to like the sexuality of the film. Mm-hmm. Don't you feel like the subtext of the post marriage stuff was that Tom Cruise can't have sex with her? What? Yes. Why? Why? He he's he's they're not having sex. Like once they get married, they're 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 not doing it anymore. Well, that is what happens when you get married. But, <laughs> but, but you know what? I, you guys didn't. You guys didn't pick up on that. No. Um, but like, it, I got the impression that things had cooled off, but I didn't get the impression that it was like totally over and done with. I think it's. I think it's like he. I think the subtext of like his problem with into. I mean, he says, "I he." I mean, an intimacy takes on a different mode. He says that like, I can't. I can be a great friend, but I can't be intimate or i struggle with intimacy or something and they're like the scene in the bed where like they're she's kind of like seems like she wants to have sex and then jonathan lipnicki comes in and he like hugs like he pulls jonathan lipnicki up to watch tv with them and she's like i feel Uh, like her her expression there is like well i can't be mad about this look how sweet he is to my kid (laughs) but she's like actually like i wish my kid would get the fuck out of here and we could have sex and then when they're watching um uh, Cuba and Regina at the like dinner table when she before she goes into labor and they're like making out basically and then they're like Tom Cruise like kisses her wrist and then kisses her head it's just like extremely chaste compared yeah. to like two people who were fucking on the porch <laughs> like yeah. a, a little while ago I think that that's I think there's something there of like Jerry Maguire like stops having sex with her <laughs> once they get married like he can't have sex with a woman that he's like committed to or something yeah isn't that weird no, yeah, I think it's not just like a right. weird, weird, a weird little element for you. <laughs> yeah, but see, again, I have no idea, and it's it's not like I need every movie to point out every little detail to me. But mm-hmm. this movie was so all over the place that yeah. I was like, well, yeah. surely if they had sex on the porch within, you know, I don't know, weeks of knowing each other, or whatever. Uh, I mean, on the porch of all of all places, that should be totally <laughs> fine. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, it just didn't occur to me. Like again, like I said, I thought like things had cooled off because there's that scene with the kid. Uh, when they're like watching TV in the bed or whatever, mm-hmm. and then, you know, at at the dinner. But yeah, I hadn't really. But yeah, I mean that could very well be because I also totally missed the whole thing with like, well, not, yeah, I didn't really realize that intimacy was his issue. I That's thought, what I'm saying. Is they're saying yeah. he can't be alone, but also he's can't. There's no intimacy. Yeah. With people. But then Which he's saying the whole time, he's like, no one wants to listen to me when I talk. Well, that couldn't possibly have been his problem with Kelly Preston because we see them banging talk yeah hard hard and she's kinda looking good kind of kind of gross also Bonnie the Hunt way was she good, was kelly preston was looking pretty good too in this film you love yeah, kelly preston way... i do that she that's always that... plays that character she yeah. always plays a hot she had bitch little plaid skirt the... in this one too <laughs> but the way she Kino. the way she was the way she was thrusting to me suggested that tom cruise had like a 13 inch dick well <laughs> but do you hear what he says in that scene He's he she's she's saying like never stop oh, fucking me and he says yeah. we have to stop some like sometime. <laughs> sometime. Right. <laughs> I mean he's right. Like what what does this man want? Yeah. 
Like, what? What was? What will please this man? Anal sports. Oh, anal. Probably is anal. Is it anal? It's always anal. Okay, yeah. It's probably. Wait, you're saying he wants? Oh, he. Okay, I was thinking Mm -hmm. like him getting pegged for some reason. Mm. (laughs) I mean, there. (laughs) That's been a persistent thing. I don't know. I wish we were recording this video feed because, as Kit said, that her eyes looked up and off in like a very dreamy way. (laughs) You can't even see my eyes with the glare coming off these glasses. I can see your eyes. Uh, getting I thought I thought I thought the, I thought that was your eyes. <laughs> Just yeah, demonic. I'm uh, the Iron Giant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but anyway, That's... just another just another thing like Tom Cruise's sex or Jerry Maguire's sexuality is like just another element of like what the fuck is happening? Who is this dude? I think that's partially just like I think that's partially Tom Cruise. Like I think this is like the time. That Tom Cruise shifts into is shifting into like he's still a se- uh, like a sex object, but also like you get the feeling that he's a non-sexual being. Yeah. But I Here's think when I, I think when they're like when he's just kissing her neck and mm-hmm. decolletage and all that on the porch, I'm like, this is sexy. Like he's he's I think he's great there, but then it's just mixed in with all this weird shit that isn't Tom Cruise's fault, like this the fucking business with the straps. and stuff but like he i mean don't you think he's he's sexy in in eyes wide shut and that's after this Uh, i think i see him as a person Uh, with a sexuality in eyes wide shut but i don't think he's like sensual or um, that's interesting mm -hmm. though that he's playing the same guy is he in a way he's like a guy who who is in a in, is like less intimate with his wife than he is. I don't know. There's like, and he's someone who's like freaked out by sex in some way, even though it's very unclear in Jerry Maguire that that's like, I don't even know if that's an intentional element of this film, but it's certainly to me what the film is communicating that like he can't fuck her once they're married. And it's, I mean, yes, Nicole Kidman so. and Tom Cruise can have sex once they're married, but it is like, he's freaked out by the idea of her being a, an actually sexual person. The first film he was in after this was Eyes Wide Shut, which is weird. Well, probably because he signed on for Eyes Wide Shut before Jerry Maguire, and then it didn't come out or get finished until 1999 or whatever. Yeah, no, right? it took a long time to make. Yeah, no, I just I just mean, you're, you're kind of saying you felt like his character continues through. Yeah, um, I think it does. I think it does. He's like a very like intense professional yeah, um, I think I think of his character in Eyes Wide Shut as much more developed, and so that didn't necessarily oh, for click sure. with me. But I think of the Tom Cruise-ishness, I think of the Tom Cruise-ishness uh, of Jerry Maguire. I do see that. I mean, it's Tom Cruise. I see that. I see. I do see that thread. That's kind of interesting. It also reminded me deliberate it, in Cocktail and in this movie. There's a lot of business around him being a loser or potentially being a loser. And like yeah. the word loser and people calling him loser. Sarah um, took issue with that. She was like, who, when Kelly Preston called him a loser, she's like, who calls people losers? <laughs> I related to Kelly Preston a lot, too. I kind of thought she was right about a lot of stuff. Yeah, she seemed pretty uh, cool. I'd hang out with her. But I do think that the movie hated her. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Although, no, she was pretty what, shrewish or whatever. What's the thing? But what, I, like but the, what did she do that was that bad? I mean, she, trope. Sorry. You mean that like the like the nagging wife, what do they call it? 
There's like a. Thing I mean, for sh- sh- maybe shrew. I don't know. Shrew. A bitch. That's it. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I was gonna ask uh, when you guys were talking about that. What role of Tom Cruise's is like the most sensual, or his his his? Because he's obviously very attractive, and there's something about his like ruggedness and his uh his energy that's sexy. But like mm-hmm. in terms of like a sensual love scene, have we seen? Because you guys have seen so many more of his films than I have. And a lot of them, it looks like, are just, like, action films. This is a really good question. I think he's just... I don't just, think he's I, drawn to I, that. I, yeah. I think and I think maybe... Um, yeah, I don't think he is either, but I would probably say... I haven't seen uh, Far and Away. In, in, maybe Interview with the Vampire? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes, that's it. Yeah. That's well, absolutely it. Does he have a love the interest scene, the in... The scene a... where he's biting Brad Pitt's neck yeah. is probably more, like sexual than any scene he's ever done because even in eyes wide shut there is like some kind of maybe just because of what the content of the film is it's a very i find it's a very unsexy movie i think yeah it's it's like sexual but not sexy like she's she's like very beautiful and sensual and amazing in it Mm -hmm. but there's like a such a like coldness too (laughs) yeah um Risky Business has some pretty has some pretty oh, yeah. hot sex. We gotta watch some pretty that. hots. Yeah. That's that's some uh that's that's some hot stuff in that movie. Yeah. That's Rebecca oh, DeHorne, isn't it? Stuff. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. More like Rebecca DeHorne. Nice. But it Thanks. is weird, like when he's having sex with Kelly Preston in this movie, and I know it's supposed uh-huh. to be a little it's supposed to be like weird. Like it's like a it's like a showgirls kind of sex scene a little bit. But like a it's little not bit, yeah. Like he's not in. There's nothing. That's he's not sexy in that scene. I don't think he's really supposed to be. But you're. I don't it's think so weird. either. It's like even when he takes his shirt off in certain part, you're just like, that's not what's sexy about Tom Cruise. I well, don't know. Well, it's weird. Yeah, and it's also shot in kind of like I was thinking about when he takes his shirt off. It felt like it was kind of shot in sort of a weird way. Like they didn't. But I agree. He does have the sort. Of, he has like a great physique, but it's not like it's not like Brad Pitt's like seemingly effortless mm-hmm. like perfectly chiseled you know just like he was born mm-hmm. that way it's it have, looks like yeah. a, a man who's worked very hard to have you guys turn... seen rock of ages because that might be a candidate mm-hmm. like he's he i don't find him sexy in that movie but i think that's him trying his hardest to be sexy like really that's the mm. most like that's the most like this guy's supposed to be a total sex god and he's shirtless the entire movie and he's he's more ripped than I've than he's ever been which I don't prefer. I don't want that for Tom Cruise. I want Tom Cruise to be like kind of like not skinny but like un, like almost normal but like a great body. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Oh wow. Yeah, I'm looking at pictures. He of looks him right like now. Zac Efron or something. Like that's like his uh... his roid movie, I think, but yeah, he's got a six pack, which he doesn't normally have. It's not, it's not Zac Efron though. Well, Zac but Efron, I mean, for Tom Cruise, it is. Yeah, yeah, Zac Efron looks like he got huge and then stopped drinking water. Well, yeah, but like that's to me is like in Rock of Ages, Tom Cruise looks false, which is how Zac Efron looks, and I think it is. Yeah. I think, I, yeah, yeah, I yeah. personally think that he had some help with those six packs, some like surgical help. And really? That, yeah, oh, well, yeah, he's he fucking have. fifty. Yeah, but he's also Tom Cruise, dude. Learned he, how to you you haven't seen it, a, Andrew? 
Uh-uh. And have you, Mike? No. No. Okay, I'm going to make you watch that film. <laughs> but I am. But I am looking at pictures of Tom Cruise uh, of of and it he. I don't know. Kit. I think he looks natural. I think I think uh, I think he he I think I agree with you that he's more ripped than he normally is. But I think uh, I don't think he had help. You should ask Brandon. Yeah, maybe I will. Well, we know Brandon's um, not a big fan of Tom Cruise. That's true. But I I think I think he'll agree. I think he'll agree. Um, well, so did anybody have any uh, other notes they'd like to share on the film? Any observations? Or anything? Um, what did I have? oh i had the the bachelor party video is like another instance of like who the fuck has ever done this yeah that was that was really i found that to be very sad what a weird way to tell us That's... that he struggles with intimacy well i did think it was interesting did, do we know who was who threw that bachelor party like, he doesn't seem Jay, to have any Jay, actual Jay friends. Moore? I know, and that's weird, because one thing he says to Renee is, like, I'm really good with friendship. It's like, who are your friends, other than your client? Because yeah. his friends seem to all hate him. <laughs> that's fake, Andrew. I think it's fake. What? His his abs. I think, I think that, he, yeah, I think he has some help. Really? I do. But look at, okay, but look at this photo. Hang on. <laughs> I'm serious. This is important. Look at this photo. I'm posting it right now. In cruising. Yep. Okay. We have a we have a our listeners our chat in which we talk to each other every day is. Uh, well, that's not Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew just sent are you, Kit a picture of are himself. You, are you joking? Uh, is it Josh? <laughs> I was looking so hard at this dude's abs that I didn't notice. I didn't notice it wasn't Tom Cruise. It looks like Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> oh man, this is of well, of course this man's natural. This is uh, this is just a regular Here, dude. Okay. Now I'm gonna, what I'm gonna do. What I'm gonna do is post a picture of Tom Cruise. Okay? okay. So hold on a second. I'm gonna find a choice pick. This is a really good. This is this would be a really good bit for a visual medium. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Yeah. This shit ain't real. Sorry. Too bad we don't do. Okay. Twitch. Wait a bit. I got another one. Oh my god. I can't I believe a, you. I got another one. <laughs> I am also posting one. Okay. Because <laughs> maybe, and I think, I think this guy, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure this is Tom Cruise, that but it might Tom be. Cruise. Oh no. Okay. But is, the, okay, is this, is this Tom Cruise? Cause it could be Ben Stiller. Yeah. That's Tom Cruise. Look at, I mean, that's, something's weird. <laughs> That's weird. I think he just. Yeah. I think it's. I think it's old man body. No, I don't know. I think Maybe you're right. I mean, All right. Look, it's not I that he's see. not in great shape. He is in great shape. I'm just saying. <sighs> no, I, I think, think there was right. some. Right. There's something going lipo on. or something to help he did, with that. He did. He did something. Oh so God. You're... Yeah, the one where he's like the one. This one that you posted where he's like, le- like, do it like do, mm-hmm. bending back. Like I don't. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't. Do you like, like the one that you posted? Because that's not very good. <laughs> that looks really weird. 
<laughs> Mike, the picture. Wait, the first one where I just posted a no, picture no, no. of a, the, the one, of a, the one, the of next a pale one man. Here, I'll post one where he looks great. Here's I one. Logged, oh, I logged in. Oh, he, good. Here's one yeah. where he where he looks really nice. Okay. Oh, this picture. It just it, it looks nothing like Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's also this guy looks much taller than Tom Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was great. See, look at—he looks nice here. He does. I'm yeah. posting a that's, super that's, hunk. That's better. It's uploading. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I just keep scrolling back and forth, and I love the—I love this picture too, because this dude is just. He's clearly doing some sort of Stacy Jacks cosplay or whatever. No, honey, um, this is this musical. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Mike just posted a picture of Simon, our friend's baby. Um, oh, okay. Um, so, Stace, this is a musical. It's a jukebox musical. So, like, um, mm-hmm. who's the nerdist guy? Uh, 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 J- Ch- Hardwick. Chris yeah, Hardwick. Chris Hardwick was like originated this role. He originated it. Yes, on in wow. L.A. Um, as a musical. Is this Chris Hardwick? <laughs> no, but there is video of Tom Cruise and Chris Hardwick singing, and it really does not. Um, it does not. I love that picture, Mike. It does not. Um, it does not shine. It does not make Chris Hardwick look good. It looks. It makes Chris Hardwick looks like he wants to outdo Tom Cruise. <laughs> Ooh, you shouldn't even try. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, so that's maybe just another guy who was playing that role. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, so what you're saying is, is, uh, is this guy's claim to fame is is not being Tom Cruise or Chris Hardwick? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But okay. he is Stacy. He's Stacy Jacks. Yeah, he's also got tan lines. So it's also, I don't know. Is Stacy? Is wait? Is that his name, Stacy Jacks? I think so. Because Stacey Jones is also a is also a Blur song, so I might be okay. conflating two things. Nope, that is his name. Is he named after the Blur song? I'm so confused. Anyway, let's see. More notes. Yeah, I have notes about um, just how I, my notes are like, oh my god, this scene. It's so famous, but I didn't know. It's so funny. <laughs> like, yeah, like I didn't know. when he's yelling that. I didn't know that mm-hmm. "Help You Help Me" was from this. Yeah, you know? I mean, well, there's I'm also sure a part where he, that. he, where there's a part where he says to Bonnie Hunt, like, "Glad we had nice, nice, glad we had this talk or something." And I'm like, "Does that come from this?" Hmm. Um, I think too, it's just a very like this is uh like some of it's just maybe cliches. <laughs> like, I don't, right. I don't think I'm glad we had this talk came from this movie. Um, I think this is just the power of Cameron Crowe. Oh, I love yeah. when he when he's on the plane with Cuba Gooding Jr. and he's drunk, and then I don't remember what Cuba Gooding Jr. says, but then Tom Cruise just goes, "Oh my God!" Like just the way he says it, and then it cuts like to the next scene. It's just so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I like that too. Also, they were trying to show that he was wasted because he kept running into that lamp, but like literally anyone would run into that lamp because it's hanging over nothing. It's just hanging in a walkway that, and it's it like should be over a dining table. Like that's the height that it is. So like the only reason Renee Zellweger doesn't run into it is because she's like five foot two or whatever. So it's just fucking stupid. 
Mm-hmm. Another thing where it's just I, like set does like like the script makes no sense and the movie has to like fall into place with it. <laughs> I would say um I would say this movie and all of its acclaim definitely comes from the cast. And I think if you compare it to um this his Cameron Crowe's second go at making Jerry Maguire Elizabeth Town. Yeah. Like I think it's, it's definitely very, better than that. For sure, that's what I mean. It's like I, you know, you you remove a charismatic star and you put Orlando Bloom uh, in this role, <laughs> and what what happens? You Did know, Cameron. Yeah. So I was gonna Kirsten say Nelson. like Cameron Crowe's movies just yeah. got worse and worse, but then he did like a Amer- um the band one, right? Uh, almost famous, which is supposed to be uh, good because like I is. think I think that um, <sighs> say anything is a great movie. Mm-hmm. Have you guys seen and singles? No, I haven't either. But I have seen We Bought a Zoo. Yeah. How, why the fuck have you seen that? Because I used to watch everything when I was in film school. <sighs> like, I'm in film just, school. Like, I have to watch We Bought a Zoo. Yeah. I watched. I watched. I watched a movie plus every single day for three and a half years. Yeah. Um, I said I wish I was Jonathan Lipnicki because he gets to be like hugged and kissed by Tom Cruise all the time. Wouldn't that it be is so nice? nice? That that little boy, I think, was like I I don't think I don't even know if they were like trying to like get him to act at all. Like he's just he's just saying lines. There was that scene where he was like, where he gets off the couch, uh, and he's going back to bed yes, before his I, mother comes out, that was so and he's good. just he's just talking from behind. I don't know if that's ADR or what, but all you see is like the top of his head like bouncing behind the couch yeah. as he's talking. He's saying like, fucking, ah, my mom's coming. I gotta go to bed. Like, yeah, that's the thing. Fucking it's, hilarious. it's really interesting to watch these things. Like, watch an iconic movie like twenty years, twenty, yeah, 50, how long? Twenty five fucking years after it came out, and mm-hmm. like you realize, like, oh, show me the money. Yeah, that's a cliche, but it's actually a fucking awesome, hilarious scene. And then Jonathan Lipnicki, we have this like iconic idea of like what he is in that movie and it's like no he's just a fucking adorable kid and a really good little actor like mm-hmm. it's a great perfect performance and i i kind of i mean when he's on the baggage carousel like that kind of shit is kind of stupid but when he's just hanging out with tom cruise and like being a kid he's genuinely like adorable and acting like a real little kid like you know he's like mod apatow before mod apatow or whatever like yeah. It's yeah. It's really cute. It just feels like a very real little kid doing his thing. I was gonna say regarding Lipnicki, I found him to be a little bit uh, cutesy. But as much as I hate cutesy little kids in movies, I thought he was kind of at the better end of that. He was well, it's like genuinely funny in moments. Yeah, he's having things. He's having things like the human head weighs eight pounds, like thrust upon him. But in the moments like Andrew mentioned, where he's just like, because like I noted that too, when he's just like walking back to his room, like that. Mm-hmm. He's great at that. Like yeah. the parts, it's like anything else in this movie. The stuff that fucks with what's good is like the script. Is it's Cameron Crowe. Yeah. It's not the performers. Like they're doing a really good job. Well, mm-hmm. I was going to say real quick. Yeah, I just I agree, yeah. noticed this that uh, the critical reception was pretty good. The uh, I mean, box office was huge. Critical reception was actually pretty positive. And not only that, it was nominated for Best Picture at the Academy Awards. It's wow. Insane. Yeah. It's, it's insane. Holy so, yeah. shit. It yeah. won Best Supporting Actor for Cuba. It, Tom Cruise got a Best Nom. Yeah, he was nominated. Did he? Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I think uh, he deserves it. It was also nominated for Best Film Editing, which is bizarre. 
but it's wow. the Oscars, so who cares? Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess I that's don't know all. Who, I don't know who Cuba was nominated against, but like he, I don't watch this movie and go, he didn't deserve his Oscar. He was great. No, I thought he was fine. I mean, because, yeah, and like, you know, it's been 24 years. Uh, in the 90s, like around 1996, I would, I was probably, I was very aware of like the movie culture and like, you know, I started mm-hmm. getting Entertainment Weekly around that time. And this movie was like a phenomenon for like two or three years. It was like yeah. constantly a blockbuster. People were referencing it all the time. That kid was like, like the kid from Jerry Maguire. It was like a big thing. Um, but uh, yeah, let me see. I was going to see if I could find Cuba. When did that? So did he win in 97? Well, it would have like, uh, the Oscar. Like yeah, place. it would be English, English yeah. patient, maybe English patient one. Yeah, yeah. So Robin Williams for Goodwill Hunting. Wait, no, that's not. That oh, was I'm a sorry. lead. I'm sorry. Oh, that's a wrong year. So, okay. Yeah, it was that was ninety five. Cuba won. No, it was ninety eight. Um, Goodwill Hunting is ninety eight. Goodwill Hunting came out came out in ninety seven, but the Oscars would have been in ninety eight. If that's okay. Weird. But yeah, no, Cuba that's was up I'm against saying. William H Macy and Fargo. Okay, uh, well, <laughs> fellow from Shine, Edward Norton oh. from Primal Fear, and James Woods from Ghosts of the Mississippi. Ghosts of yeah, Mississippi. I don't know about I don't know about that James Woods performance, but that is a fucking competitive year. <laughs> Cause yeah, it's yeah. Wow. Uh oh. Is it Jeffrey Rush in Shine? I no, think it's so, uh, it? Armin Mueller Stahl. Oh, Jeffrey. Oh. oh yeah, Jeffrey Rush is the lead. Probably would have been mate. Yeah, I've never seen Ghosts of Mississippi. Is that good? Me neither. Hmm. But no. like. Got William Whoopi H. Goldberg. Macy and Fargo. That's right. Pretty big. I would have thought and he then, would be a lead. I wouldn't think he would be supporting. I know it's some shenanigans. I don't yeah. know. Maybe the right. Maybe the right man won. Anyways, um, Tom Cruise minute time. Well, we sure. Let's have a Tom Cruise minute. Okay, I have something. Okay, what you got? Do it. Okay, so like this week, I just had the kind of realization those uh, Hollywood Reporter roundtables are coming out because. Um, of the Oscars and I always love watching those. And I, in fact, found one from last year that I'd never seen for some reason that had, that was really, really good. And Timothy Chalamet was on it and watching him talk at this round table. I was like, Holy shit. He reminds me so much of Tom Cruise. My God. Like this, especially when like Tom Cruise is young and being interviewed about his films. And I sent it to Andrew, who I think was kind of skeptical. And I think you mm-hmm. agreed. You watched it and you were like, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. And then watching this movie, particularly the part where, because I just had watched a breakdown of a scene in Little Women today where it's Timothy Chalamet is being particularly Timothy Chalamet-ish. Um, and the scene in this movie where Tom Cruise comes out of the elevator after he has submitted, he's like put the, he's sent out the manifesto to all everyone at his work. And he like is almost going to go back in the elevator, but it closes before he, like he just kind of puts his hand up to it and then it closes. And I was like, that is like, it was like, so timothy chalamet to me and it's like starting to make me wonder like is timothy chalamet doing this on purpose (laughs) like is Mm. he looking at tom cruise as like a model for something because they're so similar the way he talks about his career and his like level of professionalism is so tom cruisey it would be smart i agree anyway there's my tom cruise minute that was good very good I don't have um, one, Okay. Uh, well, I just like Googled Tom Cruise to see what was happening. And uh, in the news, a month ago, he was spotted in London with a mystery blonde. Oh, a blonde. Oh, mm-hmm. the girl, I think that I watched Bombshell this week. And mm-hmm. 
the girl who talked about how she was going to have to have her teeth shaved down in order to be allowed to marry Tom, like be Tom Cruise's wife <laughs> in mm-hmm. Scientology, was in that movie. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> Great. All right. Well, that's fucking terrifying. <laughs> I got, I've got real bumpy teeth. I wonder if I would have to, like, to marry Tom Cruise. To marry Tom Cruise. Yeah, I wonder Absolutely. if I have to file him down. Uh, somehow down I don't the, think you down would to the jawline. Great. Yeah. I think so. I think you have to. <laughs> I, I see what you're saying, Kim. You do. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, um, thanks for joining us this week, folks. Uh, join us next week. But Mike. <laughs> yes, Andrew. <laughs> the, the listeners want to know what movie we're going to listen to watch. <laughs> oh, watch next week. Um. Thank you for reminding me. We almost left You're without welcome. saying. But join us next week when we'll be watching uh, the final film in Andrew's Tom Cruise movies that Mike hasn't seen, triple feature. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little film that goes by the name of Mission Impossible the Third. So yeah, everybody get excited. Which is convenient because it is, it's both the third movie in this series and yeah. it's the third movie in that series. That is true. I'm a little worried though, guys. Um, Mike. Don't take this the wrong Mike. way. This triple feature hasn't been a resounding success, in my opinion. I didn't. I these have been the okay. these have been the like the two best episodes we've done so far. No, no, I mean the work. The movie. He didn't like the films. It's the films. So oh well, whatever. I'm very worried. They were still fun to talk about. What if That's I don't like the third Mission this, Impossible film? The re- okay. The reason for this, Mike, is your weird eccentricities and contrarianism. Like <laughs> you were right, perhaps never to have seen Cocktail. And possibly Jerry Maguire. Right. You're just being a fucking weirdo not seeing Mission Impossible when it's like your favorite <laughs> yeah. franchise no. with your favorite actor. This is this is the thing. Let me say, I mean, we could save it for next week if we want. We'll but, repeat it. <laughs> okay. I love the first one. I didn't like the second one, so I didn't Nor see Nor did anyone one. else. I saw the fourth one because everybody was talking about how great it was. I didn't even really like the fourth okay. one. The fifth okay. one, Rogue Nation, is the one that got me totally back on like. board. Which is my least favorite except for two. Yeah, and then Fallout I love as much as I love Rogue Nation. So really, I like one, five, and six. I think four was fine, and I thought well, two was not very good. But I'm going to rewatch I'm one scared, and two. I'm scared to say, like, I'm very nervous for this episode because I think, unless you're a fucking asshole about it, I think you're going <laughs> to fucking love this movie. <laughs> you think I'm going to like it, you said? I think you're going to love it. Oh, good. Well, I hope to. I will certainly go into it hoping to enjoy it, and I, I won't go into it hoping you know that you know I, I won't be trying not to enjoy it but okay. you know how i am i'm very i I'm do a very know that's why i'm person. scared i know. know how you are uh yeah we'll find out next week i can't wait okay i don't want to i don't want to i don't want to i don't want to speculate too much i don't want to build it up too much and then and then i mean I, we've also it's been... not that good mike okay yeah well good i feel I, like I, also, I can just we watch have it also... then without any pressure we also have been berating you for like three years at this point yeah. to watch the movies. I mean, that's the whole reason so, we have this podcast is because we're always like, oh, you got to see this. You got to see this. You guys. And then yeah. none of us ever watch the movie. Right. So that's what we're here for. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Well, we'll join us next week, everybody. Um, that's it for the end of this. Was there something else we were going to say? That's it. I don't know. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, I, I was going to ask. I was okay. going to ask. Andrew. Um, I don't know if this is copyright infringement or what, but at the end of this episode, could you play that song, the soft kind of like love song that they play twice in this movie? The Bruce Springsteen song. Yeah, the Bruce. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, just you'll have to remind me. Okay. Oh yeah, that's nice. I like that. It's a great song. Um, yeah, that's a good song. Um, Why don't I do what I just did and you do that and that'll be us doing? It. All right. <laughs> that'll be the song. <laughs> All right. All right. Bye guys. Bye. Bye. Hooray for